It's time for the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and local sports. Exclusively on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. And streaming online right now at FoxSportsRapidCity.com. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show. Oh, here we are, back and ready. It's always a great day in the Black Hills, and good Thursday afternoon to you. The Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Bring us up right there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. If you can't listen on the radio, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. You've got us on your phone right there. FoxSportsRapidCity.com live stream there live video welcome into the studio on Twitter you're watching at Nate Brown Show we appreciate that on Twitter at Nate Brown Show follow the show watch the show live on your phone and also right there on YouTube subscribe to the channel the Nate Brown Show and you've got us live four to six on a high energy Thursday we got to bring it today because we're going to take tomorrow off take a little Easter break so we're going to bring it today. Some really good guests, some new guests that we haven't had before, some great ones that we have, and a big uh, Thursday show lined up for you. Thought-provoking sports talk. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by the rehab doctors, the non-operative experts in the Black Hills when it comes to treating pain, neck pain, back pain. See the rehab doctors. I've done that myself. Outstanding team here in Rapid City. TheRehabDoctors.com. For pain relief without surgery, you have a choice for your medical care. No referral necessary. Take the first step to feeling better. TheRehabDoctors.com. Leading things off on a Thursday, we'll talk some Huskers today. The spring game. New quarterback. Got a good look at him. Casey Thompson comes from Texas, right? The new quarterback for the Huskers. And some news out today on Husker football. I can't believe it. I, I really I really can't. I'm surprised by it. I am surprised by it. Sean Callahan's in HuskerOnline.com, one of the best Husker guys we can get live from Omaha. Sean Callahan joins us coming up. Brand new guest. He was a three-time All-Star in Major League Baseball. He was the 2009 National League Saves Leader, former closer for the San Diego Padres, Heath Bell. Going to talk Major League Baseball. We'll talk to Heath Bell, former three-time All-Star closer in the majors. And, yes, we'll get into all sorts of stuff, the pitching stuff, the unwritten rules stuff from from yesterday. I, I took it easy last night. You know, I took a little break after yelling at the clouds all afternoon. Heath Bell's on the way. On the high school sports front, there's an interesting question I want to pose to the audience with South Dakota high school football, and this does relate to us out here West River. It really does, and I want to see what people think of this. Do we need a drastic change in South Dakota high school football and how we put it together? We'll talk to Jason Andera is going to join us from Sioux Falls, Midco Sports, high school sports analyst. Down to the SEC will go tonight. Covers the SEC for the Daily Journal, Ole Miss beat writer Michael Katz. He's on the way from Mississippi. Some interesting news out of the SEC and um, we've got former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman tonight, Mike Wall. Aaron Rodgers just got a new weapon today. I don't think it's quite as uh, what Devontae Adams was, but a new weapon goes into Green Bay. Mike Wall, former Packers O-lineman. We'll talk NFL and Packers with Mike Wall tonight. So a packed Thursday show. Let's get it started and get you on today. Your takes always uh, readily accepted. Maybe not agreed with, but readily accepted. Yes, I'm kidding. 720-1067. Come on the program. 
720-1067. The Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar Sports Line live in for you. And the Barons Wilson text line open and ready. Direct text the show. We've got it up right here. Comes right in 720-1067 on the Barons Wilson text line. Okay, a few different things I want to hit right out of the gate. And one is a question of the day dealing with Nick Saban's comments on a topic that I love, a topic that I find so interesting, and a topic that's going to keep on going here in the changing landscape of college sports. This is a major, major change. I don't, I don't know if there's, there's been something that's changed over the last year more than college sports. I mean, I, I think it's the biggest change you've seen since the scholarship was introduced. And that's I'm talking about the name, image, and likeness dollars, the sponsorship dollars, guys getting paid, and uh, the transfer portal on top of that. And so it is just the Wild West in college sports right now. And so I find this interesting. Another change has now happened with it. So I think you're going to see all of these things just, okay, now what is this school going to do? Now what's that school going to do? Are there any rules and regulations? Not really, a little bit. The NCAA is trying to tell you there, there's some rules with this name image, and likeness, and, and you got to be careful with it, but really everybody's just going for broke, just going for broke. And so Nick Saban, the godfather of college football right now, the guy, the guy, Nick Saban says this statement about name, image, and likeness, and I want to know if you agree with this. Nick Saban interview this week. Here's the statement, and I, and I said, I, I hit it a little bit last night, later in the program, and I said, we got to revisit this and actually put it out to the audience and see what, see what they think. So here's Nick Saban's statement about paying college players with name, image, and likeness dollars, which he says he is for, by the way. Nick Saban says, I'm for it. we got to find the right way to do it because there's no salary cap. It's free agency. It, it's wild. And so here's his statement. Whatever school decides they want to pay the most, they have the best chance to have the best team. Whatever school decides they want to pay the most, they have the best chance to have the best team. Do you agree with that statement on its surface? This is the world of college sports, okay? This is the world of college football. So so what he's saying is, if you're going to pay the most, you're going to win championships. Whichever school has the donors coming through with the sponsorship dollars, and, and then you get into the recruiting side of this, which you're not supposed to do, but guess what? It's happening. And so so he's tying this, and you could tie it to pro sports in, in the sense that we talk about Major League Baseball teams. Well, you got to pay to win. you got to pay to win. Does that always happen? Well, you know the answer. Not always. Not always. Look at the Tampa Rays. Okay? Look at the Tampa Bay Rays. But then look at the Dodgers. Well, they've done pretty well, too, as a matter of fact. So I'll ask you. Nick Saban says whatever uh, school decides to pay the most now, they're going to have the best chance to have the best team. So, so if you pay the most, you're going to win the titles. And that's he, he says, that's not college football. That's not college football. So you tell me, 720-1067, we'll start our question of the day with this. 
is Nick Saban right? Do you believe that blanket statement is correct? Nick Saban says the school that pays the most will end up having the best team. Do you agree with it? Yes, money will win titles in college football. Money coming through the door to the players. Okay? And and keep in mind, they still got to get the facilities and, and that whole arms race as well. So it's just never-ending, um, the money model in college football now. And Nick Saban says, but, you know, you got to have the most money and you got to pay the players the most. That's how you're going to win. Do you buy it? Money wins titles in college football. You believe that moving forward or no, it's not that easy. No, it's not that easy. So I've got a little uh, side story here. Okay. I got a little side story. This is uh, something that's happening almost every week. I've just seen two this week, two stories this week. This is in college football. And as a matter of fact, I've, I've seen five. Let me count it up over the past couple of weeks. So this is just popping now. This is the new change in college football I'm talking about. And what I'm talking about is these organizations, um, you can call them LLCs. I mean, they're, they're all under legal terms, but they're called collectives. Do you know what I'm talking about? So universities are starting their own collectives, essentially. The universities aren't aren't in control of these universities for the most part. They're, these are outside entities, but they are tied with the university. Penn State started one uh, a few weeks ago. Now I just saw today Virginia Tech starting one. Florida has their going uh, has their collective going. It's, it's called the Gator Collective. And so, what's the moral of the story? What's the point of these? What what are these? What are we talking about? Florida Gators Collective, Penn State Nittany Lions Collective, Virginia Tech Collective. What are these? These are organizations that are being started, like the Florida one, for example, has over 2,100 members. Well, how do you become a member of the Florida Gators Collective? This is where you put money in, and this is how the universities have some control, some control of the dollars for sponsorships. This is how the universities can kind of look at it and say, well, we're not we're not really using it to recruit because, you know, the Gator Collective, they're 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 in charge. The Florida Gators Athletic Department's really not in charge of the collective or Penn State for that matter. Whichever school you want to go down. So for example, here's the Florida Gators Collective. How is that business rolling? How is that uh, organization doing today? Right now on a monthly basis, in recurring revenue, recurring revenue, the Florida Gators Collective brings in about forty-four thousand. This is <laughs> so. Did you did you hear that? The Florida Gators Collective brings in forty-four thousand per month in recurring revenue, and they're also getting into merchandise sales. So so they're getting into some Gator jersey sales and and with players names on them right stuff like that this is the outside business outside quote unquote outside that's helping put the money to name image and likeness sponsorships they've almost entered into a million dollars of a sponsorship with florida gator players this collective okay and now universities they're 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 cranking this thing up so i'm going to tell you 
Is that the way to go? Is Nick Saban right saying you spend the most, you're going to win the most? That's my question of the day today. Florida's got 45,000, 44,000 coming in per month, per month, trying to figure out this deal and that deal. Uh, this is all on top of already their, uh, all the stuff they're already doing. Thanks for calling your live today, and you go ahead. <laughs> I told you what, two years ago, this is not a good idea. But I'm old, I don't know anything. Yeah, I know, I know, I'm getting old, but, you know. You are, and you changed a little bit, Nate. It's nice to see that you reflect in some <laughs> of your wording of things. And, it, 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 you know, the old guys, we noticed that, Nate. All right. And we're like, yeah, uh, he ain't such a young homer. He's with it. Okay, it. okay. <laughs> but here's my deal with this whole name, image, and likeness. You know what? Uh, if you want to give Billy Bob $150 to go with that dang scholarship a week, go ahead. But Billy Bob ain't get, he shouldn't get no more. I know. You that's know? what you're he, stuck on. You really are stuck on that. You really are. You, you know why, Nate? What did your brother do for extra money? Well, he had to do that some work. football at Wyoming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he tried. What, what was that word you used, Nate? Work? Work? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was hard, Some by the way. 18 to 30-year-olds don't understand yet. But, yeah, that work work. <laughs> and why did you go to work, Nate? Oh, you need a little money. You need a little money. So why not give the kid 150 200? I'm just throwing a number out, but it's a small number, Nate. Okay. But my brother, brother should have been on YouTube. He should have just gone huh? a YouTube channel. <laughs> he couldn't yeah, be on YouTube, TikTok. see? Right, TikTok. right. Yeah, one of them. I still think that's porn. Them kids are telling me at school it's not, but... Well, I hope not. Good grief. God, I hope not either, Nate. I don't know how to run them computers. Hey, do you agree with this? Like... Do you agree with Nick Saban? The, the, oh, the most you know, money like, you pay, Nick... that's how you're going to win. Well, look what Texas A&M did last year. They had, what, what was it, Nate? I'm going to guess on the number, 34 million? Yeah, something like that, and they got the number one class by far, by far. Oh, dude. You know, and Alabama shouldn't complain much because I'll guarantee you their their facilities are top notch. Oh, they're doing their fine. Top they're doing notch. fine. Yeah, them kids are. I mean, they got. But a see, this iPad. is my point, Steve. Got a this better jet this is you. my point. I don't know if Nick is right totally. Why is Texas A and M going to beat Alabama? I'm not sure on that. I'm not sure. It, can I use that one word that people don't believe that he's important anymore? Can I use one word, Nate? It's called. The head coach, that's two words. I'm sorry. The yeah. coach. I know yeah, baseball, yeah, no, I you can't you. coach. I got you. Baseball, you can't coach. There's no need for coaches. They ought to get rid of them. Basketball, I mean, we've seen what uh, the president LeBron did with the Lakers. I love that, man. Oh, God. I never laughed so, so hard in my Saban's life. So you say Saban's going to win because he's Saban. Yep. All right. Saban's the best coach. In, you know what, You do Nate, need dollars, by the way. You do need dollars. I mean. Uh, Nate, don't have a problem. He's got a better jet than you wish you had. <laughs> uh, but, no, Nate, Nate, he's not hurting. I know. And I tell I you what, it, now that nobody wanted to regulate it, now I'm on the other side. I'm like, Nebraska's got 20-some million, I heard. Well, that's what I'm going to talk about next. I'm going to get into that. Yeah. I'm going to get into that. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I appreciate I it. I listened to another guy down in Omaha, too. So, All yeah. right. 
I appreciate right, it. Buddy. Thanks for getting in. Um, Sean Callahan's coming up, covers the Huskers uh, in Omaha, huskeronline.com. Um, so so this is this is kind of my point. How much are the Huskers going to spend? Can the Huskers spend more and more and more? And we've, we talked about this months ago with the name, image, and likeness, and I said, will this help the Huskers get back in the Big Ten hunt? Will something like this... Well, Nick Saban's statement this week is it's an interesting interview. Um, he says, hey, we just need some changes here with name, image, and likeness. And I'm almost with Nick on almost all of it. I mean, he said, I'm okay with it. I'm good with it. Our players are benefiting things like this, but there's no structure. Okay? There's, there's no salary cap. There's free agency, endless amount of times. There's no guardrails. And that's something I've had a problem with. I don't know if I buy... If you pay the most, you win titles. I don't know if I buy that. I just say this, Texas A&M. Now, it might take them a little while. Are they going to win the national championship? They had the best class by far, and it's not even close. And they paid a lot of money, sponsorships, okay, endorsements. I'm not so sure about that. Um, Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate, thanks for taking my call. You know, it's... uh, I would agree with what Saban has to say is the fact that in, uh, I mean, right now, I mean, the, the learning curve is, nope, I don't even know if you can call it learning curve. It's just a lot of scribbly lines because there is, once again, there, what he said, there is no structure to it. And the the trouble is, is we're, you're dealing with the NCAA where they can't decide anything. They wait for everybody else to make a decision for them or file a lawsuit or Congress to do it. No teeth. And so there's gonna be some bad outcomes. They'll be probably shady this but you you know if you think about what name, image and likeness is the people spending the money, it's a hundred percent their risk. You know, if I want to give a kid ten million dollars, I can't and he tears his ACL getting off the plane. Well, sure, sure. I'm just out. 10, I'm out ten million. So, but I would agree you have to cap it somewhere because somewhere somehow something's going to be ridiculous. But then in the same breath, you know, the kids still got to perform. Number one classes, you know, on paper is one thing. It's yes, just like yes. guys going to the going to the combine in the you know in the underwear Olympics and getting drafted, and you never hear from them again. So I mean, there's there's all of that, but it's. It'll be interesting to see because, like I said, is, uh, to where, like I said, yeah. is it's it, the, the it, it's a hundred percent risk for whoever's spending the money. You know, but what it Nick's, definitely is going to help. I mean, you know what and, Nick's and you saying, though. You know what Nick's saying a little bit. He, he's saying, "Hey, whoever pays the most, they're going to win the most." So he's kind of telling his guys, his donors, his, "Hey, let, let's keep up here." <laughs> he, yeah, well, he knows what he, he's doing. Exactly. He's got to turn the. He's got to turn the. He doesn't want. I mean, if you think about it, his how how nice would it be to be Nick Saban and go on recruiting visits? And it's it's just going to make his job a little harder. Well, he probably doesn't want to work a lot harder. I mean, and I know he. I'm sure he works hard now. Those guys all do. And uh, but uh, it, it definitely it's changing. You know, it's leveling the playing field a little bit. But then you think once so? again, yeah, maybe. Well, I mean, a, once again, a little bit. And I'll agree with the last caller. Is, is the coach still got a coach? Player still got to play? Yes. But I'll disagree with him in the fact, like you know, give a kid 150 bucks. Is that goes back to the the grumpy old man? Is like, <laughs> well, you know, the way it always has been. That's not going to well, work anymore. But, yeah. Yeah, no. we still be wearing we still be wearing wearing leather helmets and uh, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, that doesn't work anymore. No, that's that's right. No, that's right. Not at all. And and the, just to touch on the Huskers quick is it has you know I mean transfer quarterback uh, everything you know the things that brought some of the players there uh, the edge rusher from TCU why you know it's a two horse race that sounds like between Texas and them you know and, and Huskers throwing around some money like, they're throwing around some money absolutely they are all right. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to get into this coming up. Uh, thanks for getting in. I appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, man. Um, so, so that's my question here. Um, if you pay the most, you win the most. That's the statement from Nick today. If you pay the most, you win the most. Um, and he said, and that's why it's wrong. The salary cap, there is none. Free agency, it's constant. Um, and he said. So it really comes down to there are no rules and regulations for the most part. You got these universities starting their own collectives. Florida's bringing in money separately. Penn State, Virginia Tech just started theirs today. I think I saw that. Um, so, so everybody's going to be doing this now. Do you think if you pay the most, you win the most? 76% of the audience says yes today so far. 76% of you say money's going to win the titles. End of story. 76%. Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. Uh, thanks for uh, getting me in. I, uh, I'm i curious. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm not going to act like I know what's going to happen because I really don't know what's going to happen with all this, but I was just going to ask you, like, if you think any part of this is going to self-regulate itself, um, I'll explain that and then uh, let you go. But um, so, like, I don't think a lot of the top – players are going to go to the same place because they're not going to get, you know, I mean, there's going to be more programs offering a lot of money. Okay. So I think, like, do, and so I think that's going to self-regulate some, and then I think with the uh, name, image, and likeness stuff, I mean, it, I, I don't know what's going to happen, but do you think that any of these players will change where they're going to go so they can be, like, the bigger fish in the pond? I don't, I don't necessarily know if you're going to get, like, all the top five players going to the place that's going to pay the most because it doesn't offer as much exposure. But that's, no, that's what interesting. I was going to ask. That's interesting. I'll yep. get on that. Thanks, man. I appreciate Thanks, it. Um, that's interesting. So so I kind of said that before. I kind of said, hey, name, image, and likeness, it's not just going to be the rich getting richer, right? Is it going to be the rich getting richer, the Alabamas, the Clemsons, okay? Um, I think it can spread out the wealth a little bit. I think it can because um, it's still going to be hard, but you've got the Floridas, you've got the Texas A&M's. For the most part, Texas A&M hasn't been on the level of the Georgias and Alabamas. They just haven't, and they're they're getting there. So I think you're, you're looking at it saying, how did Texas A&M get the number one class? That's always been reserved for Alabama, Clemson, Georgia. Ohio State's always, yeah, they're up there too. Okay, so that that's it. And now Texas A&M's getting into that mix. And they'll tell you it's because of the millions and millions of dollars. But I also I also am going to say they can have so much money now. There are no limits. There are no limits that Texas A&M actually brought in more five-star guys into one recruiting class than the Big 10 did this past year. So well, will, the, will all the guys go all the separate places? Yeah, maybe, but at the same time, I look at that story this year and I say, Texas A&M had so much money and so many deals signed, they brought in more five-star recruits in the Texas A&M class than the Big Ten combined. 
And that concerns me a little bit. That concerns me a little bit. Nick Saban, so then this week, Nick's like, hey, you got to start paying. <laughs> Nick's, Nick's not a dummy, right? Nick's smart. He's telling his guys. I mean, that's his line. Whatever school decides they want to pay the most, they have the best chance to have the best team. What do you think Nick's telling his, his folks down there? The Alabama bankrollers. Hey, hey we got to get with it here. We got to get with it. It's kind of like Coach K in basketball. Coach K was watching Coach Calipari and, yeah, hey, one and done. Whoa, hang on a second. Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Davis, some of these guys, the one and doneers. Kentucky's getting all these guys. And Coach K's like, I know we had a fun time with Christian Leitner and Bobby Hurley and these guys. It was fun. Four years. I'm going to go one and done. I'm going to go hard one and done. And then and then uh, you saw what happened. Duke was right back in the mix. Interesting. Uh, Nick Saban's just saying, we got to stay in this mix. You, Alabama will, but Texas A&M beat them this year. They beat them with the dollars. Coming right back with Sean Callahan. Can Nebraska do this with dollars? Can they? Sean Callahan covers the Huskers. Really good from Omaha. HuskerOnline.com is his site. He started it. HuskerOnline.com. And I can't believe what I saw about Nebraska today. I, I can't. I thought it was a cruel joke. But it's real, and it's next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 1067 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rep. in life when you just have to say, this is a no-brainer and we are doing it. And right now is one of those times. Renewal by Anderson makes the best windows you can get. They have more five-star customer reviews than anyone in the industry. And right now you can get Renewal by Anderson windows with no money down, no interest, no payments for a full year with approved credit. A full year. Book your free estimate right now at rbarapidcity.com. Renewal by Anderson. This is one of those times in life. It's a no-brainer. We're doing it. 44. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A wind advisory continues until 6 p.m. this evening. Chance of snow tonight. Otherwise, cloudy skies expected. Lows dip down to about 18. Winds out of the north, 10 to 20 miles per hour. Overcast tomorrow, chance of snow, high of 37. 17 tomorrow night, partly cloudy. A dusting of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 36. With home values rising in the Black Hills, a home equity loan from Black Hills Community Bank is a great way to get ahead. Thinking about home improvements or projects this summer? Apply for a home equity loan from Black Hills Community Bank. You may have cash in your house that you didn't even know about, and it's a great time to be a homeowner. Just think about the potential of what you could do with a home equity loan. Black Hills Community Bank is ready to help. Get started on your home equity loan at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone, it's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no hassle, no commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. 
Hey Black Hills, Boss Pizza and Chicken is now bringing you the best new sports bar in Rapid City. Grab your crew and check out the new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar on North Lacrosse Street. Same great pizza, chicken, and food you love from Boss, and now a full-service bar with beer, wine, and liquor. Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar is a newly remodeled sports bar with TVs all around and a sports ticker dedicated to local and regional sports. This is the place for sports fans in the Black Hills. The new Boss Pizzeria and Sports Bar in North Lacrosse and Rapid City. They're open early and open really late. Also with delivery at Boss Pizza chicken.com we are live on fox sports rapid city last day before an easter break for us on the nate brown show fox sports rapid city streaming there at fox bring us up on twitter watch the show live welcome into the studio on twitter at nate brown show if you're on twitter you can follow the show and watch the show live 2009 National League saves leader coming up. Three-time All-Star closer. He was the closer for the Padres, Heath Bell. Live straight ahead. Talk Major League Baseball coming up. Sean Callahan's in tonight. Does a great job on the Husker beat. I'll tell you that. HuskerOnline.com, his site. HuskerOnline.com. Get there for Husker News. I do it every day. Sean Callahan on tonight on the Nate Brown Show. Find him on Twitter at Sean underscore Callahan. Sean, always good to have you. How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, spring football is over and uh, kind of moving on here to the next next stage out here. And uh, Nebraska is getting ready to open up in Ireland now in August. So that, that's kind of the next thing. I like it. I like it. Um, I'm looking at this, Kay. I, I'm going to get into this and, and see what you think. I'll start with um, after the spring game. And so here comes the football power index rankings. It's, it's always interesting, Sean, to me. I was go. ESPN's football power index rankings will say, here's how many games this team's going to win. And here's who's going to win the Big Ten, for example. The Huskers picked to win the Big Ten West, a 29.2% chance just ahead of Wisconsin. I was surprised to see it, but you tell me your thoughts. Well, they've got a great schedule, and I think that's probably part of that poll when they factor in these things. Um, Last year... Nebraska finished 36 in the final computer polls, and eight of their losses were to teams ranked 27 or better, and four of them were to the top 10. I mean, so nobody can deny. I mean, Nebraska played maybe the toughest schedule we've ever seen them play in terms of ranked teams and you know, unbiased computer poll. Um, when you look at the final, and they had one bad loss, and that was to Illinois. Uh, but the problem was they lost so many one-score games last year. About I think almost every one of them was a one-score loss last year. Um, so there, it was such an outlier of a season. Now, with that said, you don't have Michigan State and you don't have Ohio State anymore. You still have Michigan as a crossover game, uh, but you replace the crossovers with Indiana and Rutgers. Indiana was seventh, and um, Rutgers, I believe, was sixth in the East. Um, so Nebraska does have a much more favorable draw when you break it down like that. And, and what will that get them? It's hard to say. Um, but it does really uh, set up much better for them on paper when, when you break down the schedule. What do you think the fans are saying, Sean? Uh, HuskerOnline.com, meaning Big Ten West and, and the Huskers are at the top. This, this just reminds me of um, a couple of years ago. Not last year, but a couple of years ago where there were some high expectations and they were picked to, to win the Big Ten West similar like this. And I go, uh-oh, and, and things didn't go well. What do the fans say about this? Yeah, I mean, people are – I think people in general are just pretty burnt um, 
by the way it's gone the last five years. And, and no one's there's you know you look at the last five years. There's really only one year Nebraska people thought could win the West outright. And that was 2019. Um, you know Scott Frost's first season. You knew that they were they were going to probably hover. You thought at least in a five to seven win range, and they they won five that first year. They went four and two down the stretch though, and took Iowa down to the last second field goal. And Ohio State had to beat them late in the game in the fourth quarter. So they played really well that first year, but in 2019 they were ranked, and that was the year everybody thought they could win the West as maybe a nine and three, ten and two team, and they went five and seven again. Um, so it, that was that was one uh, that jumped out. And by the way, they went four and two, I guess, in, or four and eight in Frost's first year. But 2020, you can't even really look at that season because it was a different schedule. You only played eight games; it was only conference games. Yeah. And then, la- then last year, Nebraska had the really really difficult draw. So. Every season has been its own story, and the result has not produced a bowl game. And Nebraska was actually able to go to a bowl in 2020 if they wanted to, and the players opted not to go, which that obviously was a sore subject. So it's just been a long five years, and I think no one's going to really get overly excited here because they've been burned so hard and their heart's been broken. Uh, the team's got to prove it, and they got to win. And it starts with Week Zero on the road at Northwestern, if they can win that game, Nebraska can be three and zero. And I, I don't think on the outside a lot of people realize, but three and zero here would really, really get it going. They haven't been three and zero like that in a long, long time. Um, and they play North Dakota and they play Georgia Southern after Northwestern. Then Oklahoma would come to Lincoln. So the schedule sets up great. Their first nine games, in all reality, other than Oklahoma, are against teams where Nebraska would probably have better talent in a lot of cases, on paper. Then the, the final three are uh, Wisconsin and Iowa and Michigan. So um, it, it, it's a favorable draw, especially over the first nine games. Yeah, it's interesting. ESPN's football power index out uh, this week, giving Nebraska a 93.5% chance, 93.5% chance of winning six games. Um and the schedule's favorable. Uh, Sean Callahan on tonight, HuskerOnline.com. I want to get into this because I was just opening the show with name of and like Nishan and all these universities having these collectives, Florida Gators, Penn State, uh, Virginia Tech just got theirs cranking this week. Nebraska on the sponsorship side, name, image, and likeness. What's it look like here? Is Nebraska up to speed with a collective and funneling a lot of money in here for the for the athletes? Well, they, I mean, Nebraska formed the first collective in college football, to my knowledge. Uh, ABM started in, in really August, and they were off the ground running. And I, I get my data on that from Open Doors, who's kind of the forefront of NIL. Yeah, and, Open Doors, and, yeah, yeah. And, you know, Blake Lawrence and I did a television show for 15 years together. I've known him a long time. Okay. And, you know, they operated very quietly with their collective and what they did, mainly because just it was so different but uh they did 450 deals for eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars to current husker players in the last like six months and they have three and a half million dollars raised in the collective for future deals and that's going to keep growing and you know there could be other collectives that start no one says there only has to be one collective i know some schools have two um but the collective in nebraska right now has like a who's who list of businesses behind it with six and 
possibly even a seven-figure donation made into the collective. So Nebraska is well on their way. They just haven't been very um, out front advertising it. Um, their compliance here has always been very strict. Um, I think the athletic director here, Trev Alberts, wants to kind of have control of NIL. I don't think he likes the collectives. A lot of ADs don't, um, but they're playing by the rules, so they're going to be here. Um, so I think the collective here is operated a little quieter, um, but you've got the former attorney general of Nebraska, John Bruning, and then the former chief of staff for Nebraska football, Jared Lamprecht. They run the collective here, so um, they're pretty well set up. Um, and organized. And I talk to people all around the country. They're, I mean, they're as organized here on that end as anybody I've talked to. Interesting. I, I will ask this. Nick Saban said uh, this week, whoever pays the most, they have the best chance to be the best. Do, do you do you agree with that? Um, yes. The thing is, it's such a short-term thing, though. Like, like A&M had the number one ranked recruiting class in the country, but if it doesn't go well for some of those kids in the first year or two, how many are going to be gone? Um, so I, I think it's just going to ramp up transfer portals even more because of just the dynamics of the game with these collectives. Let me get your perspective before I let your own Sean Callahan on tonight, uh, HuskerOnline.com. What did you th- think and, and uh, perceive of Casey Thompson, new quarterback, comes in from Texas? How was the spring? You know, he was solid. Um, he wasn't really pushed hard um, because Chuppa Purdy only went about a week. Hyder Carver only could practice for about a week. Um, so there wasn't much of a push on him, and I think that would be the one beef Scott Frost has. He would like to have seen Casey Thompson kind of have to earn it. Um, so they've, they've not named him the starter yet. Um, obviously, he's in the driver's seat among driver's seats, but they have not named him the guy because he hasn't really had a sweat much out yet, and I, I think they want him to do that before they – they move forward, and Chubba Purdy did show a lot. He's a talented guy. He was projected to be the starter at Florida State until he got hurt, and then things kind of never rebounded for him. So this is a fresh start for him. Heinrich Harburg is as impressive as any of the guys on the roster. He's just pretty raw. I mean, he's the biggest. He's got the strongest arm. He runs really, really well. Um, so he's another guy to, to watch. And then you had Logan Smothers who started against Iowa. So they've got options. Um, but Thompson obviously would be in the driver's seat. Give me your perspective, a quick one. What's different about this team with with some of the new coaches in here? Um, Just personality. I think the offensive staff has more juice, more energy, um, all the way across the board. Mickey Joseph at running backs coach and Brian Apple, or or at receivers and Brian Apple at running backs, just completely different the way they bring it every day. And I, I think it's added a lot more energy behind the scenes. John Callahan tonight, great stuff. HuskerOnline.com, his site. Find him on Twitter. Follow him, Husker fans. Sean underscore Callahan. Sean, great stuff. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks, Nate. Appreciate your time. Sean Callahan tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Love having him on. HuskerOnline.com, live from Omaha. Um, HuskerOnline.com started that site. Uh, really good insider. You, you want good information? He's, he's really good. Sean Callahan tonight. Um, that's interesting. Nebraska has done $850,000 worth of name, image, and likeness deals. $850,000 worth. Compare that with the news out today. Florida, the Gators, they've done $900,000. So, so similar, similar. Florida has SEC trying to make up some ground. They've done, that collective has done $900,000 in uh, name, image, and likeness deals. 
That's that's really interesting. So Nebraska up to speed, up to speed. The big news out today with the Huskers, ESPN's Football Power Index. They break down the season, the team, the whole thing, and it's the scientific breakdown, right? The data. we got to look at the data. And ESPN's FPI, everybody looks at it. The Huskers projected to win seven and a half games. Okay? I mean, it, it takes it down to the point, the decimal point. Okay? Seven and a half. So can the Huskers go eight and four? Uh, six and six. Seven and five. Where, where are they going to be? Are they going to be in there? By the way, the big one, though, is they were uh, projected to win the Big Ten West. Nebraska wins the Big Ten West 29.2% of the time in ESPN's breakdown. Wisconsin wins, wins the Big Ten West 28.9%. 29.2% chance of winning the Big Ten West. The Huskers the number one team in the Big Ten West in ESPN's Football Power Index today. And this is after a 3-9 and nine season uh, last year. Boy, I don't like that. What, what do I mean by that? I don't like the huge expectations like that. I just, I, 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 you, you want to start off like, oh, we're projected to be right in the middle of the pack with the Purdue's and, and those, right? We're going to be in the middle of the pack. Not all the Huskers, number one of the Big Ten West on ESPN's Football Power Index. Oh, oh boy. Oh, boy. There's only one place to go, to the top or down. And down's not good for Mr. Frost. Back with Heath Bell, former Major League Baseball pitcher. He was the three-time All-Star closer for the San Diego Padres. Heath Bell next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show, streaming live at FoxSportsRapidCity.com and right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Hi, folks. Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company, on today's online-only auction for the Jim Lamar Estate, featuring a 2010 29-and-a-half-foot fifth-wheel camper. Features three slide-outs. Camper's in very nice condition. We also have two Titan gooseneck flatbed trailers, small utility diesel tractor with a loader, household items, collectibles, guns and ammo, and much more. Approximately 400 lots selling today's online auction. For more details and to bid and buy, go to McPhersonAuction.com. Tin Lizzie BetMGM Sportsbook is your home for the best sports betting experience in Deadwood. With great food, great service, and brand new 4K TVs, there's not a bad seat in the house. And every game is on at Tin Lizzie, where you can bet on Major League Baseball, the NBA, the NHL, and UFC. BetMGM Sportsbook at Tin Lizzie, the king of sportsbooks. What game are you betting on? Make your play at Tin Lizzie, Main Street, Deadwood. One of the best attributes of a trust is that you get to say how you want things to happen. I think that is one thing we set ourselves apart in, is really getting to know people. We get really involved with with people as far as what their needs are and what their family is like. In the end, it's all about our clients, our customers. It's about how we can make things best for them. They aren't a number, they're a person. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. And welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show Live League today. I love that. I love that. Question of the day. We've thrown that out there. We'll have another one on the way. Hang on. 
The Nate Brown Show live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and watch the show live. Former Packers offensive lineman Mike Wall coming up. Mike Wall on the Brett Favre teams back in the day. Former old lineman for the Packers. We'll talk NFL and more. Right now, he's the closer, man. You saw this guy. I watched this guy in his career. Three-time All-Star. 2009 National League Saves leader. The closer, the Padres. Heath Bell. He is now host of Ring the Bell Pods Talk on the Believe Podcast Network. Let's talk Major League Baseball as the season's a week in. Heath Bell live on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Heath, good to have you. I appreciate your time. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. All nice right. Day out. All right. I want to ask you, um, first things first, this time of year, um, springtime, guys are tossing it around. How much do you miss playing baseball? I miss hanging out with the guys and uh, talking sports and just being around the game. And what I think I've missed the most besides all that is I get to watch baseball every day. And now, you know, dealing with some kids, I watch, (laughs) I'm actually, my son has a game tonight and my other son plays tennis. So I'm just juggling back and forth where I can't really sit down and watch major league baseball every single day, every day. So, you know, I'm more of a dad now. I believe that. Um, You know, I've talked to players and I've said, how much uh, do you miss the grind? And, And some players said, hey, I was playing baseball for a living, but the 162-game schedule, how, how was it for you? For me, I loved the game. I loved uh, just seeing different players and watching. I could sit and watch 162 games. I could watch uh, probably 200 games a year or whatnot. So to me, it was a dream come true, and I, it was never really a grind. The only grind part is when my kids got older and you wanted to kind of be with the family and, and you know, then go play and it's like, what, what, what do I got? You know, what's more important in my life? But, um, you know, if I didn't have a family, gosh, baseball would just be the best thing in the world if I got to do it every single day. And I did for a long time. So, um, it was, like I said, it wasn't really a grind. It was, I'm play, I was a grown up getting paid stupid amount of money to play a game. And it was awesome. Heath Bell on. He is the host of Ring the Bell Pods Talk on the Believe Podcast Network, the three time All Star Closer. Uh, here on the Nate Brown Show, Fox Sports Rapid City. You said your son plays baseball. We talk a lot of youth sports here on this show and, and parents and, you know, um, the the dynamics and all the intensity sometimes and the pressure. How do you deal with it? You're a major leaguer. Your son's now, oh, that's Heath Bell's son. He, you know, how do you deal with it? Um, you know what? I, a, lot of the, his, a lot of the kids will ask me questions and stuff like that. My kid thinks I doesn't know I don't know anything <laughs> but um you know my kid's really smart in the game he's just a little bit inexperienced um and you know he's like every other kid dad does you don't really know anything I know better <laughs> or the high school coach knows better and it's like hard to say you know sometimes the high school coach calls me and asks me questions yeah but um <laughs> it's all right I I step back and I let him deal with his coaches and I haven't coached him for a couple of years and I kind of let him be his own person, his own and own man. And my son can pitch like I did, but his passion is hitting, and he's the big home run hitter for his high school. I mean, the high school they played uh, like 15 games, and he already has four home runs. I like so, it. I like it. Yeah, he, he's he's a big, big first baseman that crushes the ball. Okay. So, um, now you were a closer, so you didn't have to do this very often. But what do you think about the National League going DH here? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the DH. Uh, I know it's more exciting, more fun, you know, but I always felt like that was the American League, and there's not that strategy. Like, you know, 
when a pitcher has a perfect game or a no-hitter and he's in the game tied 0-0 at the seventh, eighth inning with a guy on second and two outs, pitcher's up, what's the strategy? What are you going to do? Are you going to pitch hit for him? You're not going to pitch hit for him. You know, there's not much strategy for that. And I, I liked it how the American League and National League were different. Now it's kind of they're all the same. Heath Bell on, uh, 2009 NL saves leader. Uh, so let's talk pitching. You know, the big story of the week is Clayton Kershaw. Yeah. And um, he goes seven innings, 80 pitches. He says, well, it was time to go. I didn't have great stuff. And, and so that was that was the line from him, from Dave Roberts, and the whole thing. I, I just don't love it. I'm a fan, though, Heath. I'm a fan. I wanted to see it. I would love to see days of Jack Morris and, and perfect, complete games. Um, I thought I would have loved to see it. What do you say? You know, I know I know those two guys really well, and I respect their decision and stuff. I personally would – I mean, I'd be lobbing the ball. You know, Kevin Costner in love of the game. I got nothing. <laughs> I'm just going to throw the ball down the middle and see if it's my destiny or not. Um, but you know what? Clayton Kershaw, he's, he's older now, and he's a little bit wiser, where the last two years he did have some injuries. And I think Clayton wants to be Clayton Kershaw, that everybody knows the ace of the Dodgers, the dominant pitcher – that he can be, and he wants to pitch in 35 games a year and not just, um, uh, you know, pitch a couple games and then get hurt. I mean, maybe you saw you Darvish with the Padres, you know, go go farther than he should have the first game because he had a no-hitter going. Um, and then his next outing, he gave up nine and didn't even make it out of the second inning. So, you know, I, I think he's thinking long haul wants to win a World Series and he wants to be the guy that pitches game one of the World Series or game seven and not just, you know, pitch a couple months and then has to go on the DL like he has the last couple of years. So I respect him, but personally, I, I would have been out there and I, I don't care, I'll throw a left, left arm. You know, come on. Yeah, how, how, do the, how do the pitchers, you, you were a pitcher, you hung with the guys, how do pitchers value the perfect game? There's only, be 20, there's only been 23 of them in the history of baseball. It's, it's one of those things you never talk about because it rarely ever happens. You know, it's more like it's the dream come true to win a, a get a perfect game. I mean, a, a no hitter. Right. But then right. a perfect game is like one of those that it's almost like you win the lottery. It just doesn't happen. So it, everybody, I know everybody's talking about it now, but I bet you last year nobody really talked about perfect game. It was more like no hitters. And then, but this is just, I mean, that's why it's hard. And everybody's talking about because Clayton is like, "Come on, just lob it up there." Yeah, you know, just lob it up there. <laughs> See you what know, happens. It, it right. You know, like some position players, they go out there and just lob the ball, and the guys can't hit it. You know, and they roll over a pop up. Everybody would have just loved to seen that. But I, I understand why he did it, and I respect him for that. But I, I know I couldn't have done that. But um, yeah, it's just it's one of those things. It's like winning the lottery. You, you could dream about it, but you really never really think like. Wow, it could really happen to me. Three-time All-Star closer uh, in the majors, Heath Bell on couple more. I'll let him run his podcast. Download it. Host of Ring the Bell Pods Talk, uh, former Padres closer. Are analytics helping players or kind of ruining baseball sometimes? Uh, I totally believe it's ruining baseball. I really believe because here's the thing: the what. Here, I'll just this will I'll sum it all up into this, and I do this on my podcast all the time. And it's funny, I'm a big Padre fan, but you might think I'm not. And you know, I'm a huge historian of baseball. I love baseball, but sometimes I just I go on rants because it's one of those things. Like you watch the game now, the last couple of years, how many times do you see an outfielder 
pull out a cheat sheet or even a picture. Okay, what do I got to throw to him? What do I got to do this? It's like there's so much information, they can't even remember it. There's all this information. And I think it's ruining the game because there's no, like, kids nowadays, like, man, if you face Mike Trout, how would you get him out? Or how would you face Clayton Kershaw? A lot of kids nowadays are like, well, I don't know. I got to talk to the coach first, or yeah, what's the right, report right. say? It's like, man, as a kid, I was like, man, I could get Bo Jackson out. I could get Reggie Jackson out. You know, if I face this guy, I'd strike him out. You know, I'd throw a fastball inside and curveball down below. And I mean, that's the time when I threw probably like 80 miles an hour. But you know, I it was just something you thought of it, you dreamed of it. Now it's more like, what does the coach want me to do? Where does the coach want me to play? Interesting. Whatever the coach tells me to do, and that's analytics. And and here's the thing: is the World Series. Just, what, two years ago, the analytics ruined the Tampa Bay Rays to win the World Series. Yeah, the Blake Snell game, right? Yeah, Yeah. Snell out there was dealing. And they were like, no, analytics says he's not going to do well. Well, analytics says he wasn't going to do well the first two innings. No. You know, against that team, especially Mookie Betts, that he struck out two times in a row. He just had the night. It was his night. And they pulled him, and analytics ruined a championship for a team. By the way, it almost happened with the Cubbies. You may remember uh, Madden pulled Kyle Hendricks pretty early, and and the Cubbies almost blew that uh, the year that they won it. Yeah, Uh, exactly. If they didn't have the bullpen they had, it would have never happened. Yeah, it's interesting. Last one for Heath Bell. So you're a Padres guy, so i got to ask you, last 24 hours here, Padres get upset. They're down nine. The Giants bunt for a base hit. It's the unwritten rule stuff. Um, Padres are like, oh, come on, you, you can't bunt for a base hit when you're up nine. Giants say, hey, we're trying to get in and, and score as many runs as possible and wear down pitchers. What what say you? Here's the thing. The last couple of years, and I talk about this in my podcast, why does the Padres always have these unwritten rules? You know, like Tatis a few years ago, 3-0 hits a grand slam. You're not supposed to swing 3-0 in Texas and whatnot. Here's the thing. <laughs> Are you, okay, so the Padres are down, right? So should the should the Giants just not try anymore? You know, and I'm not a huge Giants fan, but I'm a play hard, play 110% every single out, every single inning. And I teach the kids that I coach sometimes, or I teach them all the times. So I don't coach all the time, is we have to win every inning. It doesn't matter the score. Every inning is 0-0, let's win this inning. So if you're up by 10 runs, should the other team not try anymore? Should the outfield, you know, if, my, if the Padres are up by 10, should the San Francisco Giants outfielders not run hustle for a fly ball that's in the gap? Should you just let them have a triple instead of a double? Or so if somebody, a, if somebody laid down a bunt against Heath Bell, you, you're you're I would in. go field the I would go field the ball and get him out. Okay, <laughs> I like it. I love it. You know, I'm glad to hear it. It's one of those things. I don't like position players pitching. Nine, especially this early in the season, and we see it a lot earlier. No, I got you on that. My thing is, like, let's – don't ever give up. I can't – I can – I hate it when I see teams – it's like we're giving up the last two innings because, you know, our starter just gave up 10 runs. Really? Yeah. I said that yesterday. I'm I'm glad. Like, like were the giant hitters where they were supposed to not try to get a hit anymore? Right. I mean, think about that. Right, right. No, that's, that's the thing. And a bunch of hit. It is what it is. Um, yeah, host, it's part of the game. Ring the bell, Pods Talk. That's the podcast. Uh, take a listen to it, man. Download it on the Believe Podcast Network. Heath Bell on tonight on the Nate Brown Show. 
three-time All-Star closer. Uh, Heath, good to talk to you. Thanks for hopping on in. Thanks for having me. Take care. I appreciate your time. Heath Bell on tonight, host of Ring the Bell. That's his podcast, Pods Talk, on the Believe Podcast Network, three-time All-Star, the 9 saves leader in the National League. I remember watching his career. Um, good, good discussion in Major League Baseball with Heath Bell. Good, good discussion. And by the way, um, man, I love Heath. He agrees with me on both fronts. You got to have Clayton Kershaw finish the perfect game or at least try. And the unwritten rules, I can't bunt when I'm up nine runs. What? Huh? And this is the guy that played. This is the guy that should be upset if they laid down a bunt and he's in in garbage time and his team's down nine runs. No, he said, uh, play, play baseball. I like it, Heath. I like it. Jason Andera is in next on the Nate Brown Show, high school sports analyst from Sioux Falls. I've got some things to discuss with Jason. It's a big discussion, as a matter of fact, about South Dakota high school football and what we should do. Should we have a major change in how we do high school football in this state? Big discussion next. You're listening to the only live and local sports talk show in the Black Hills. The Nate Brown Show on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid. There are times in life when you just have to say, this is a no-brainer and we are doing it. And right now is one of those times. Renewal by Anderson makes the best windows you can get. They have more five-star customer reviews than anyone in the industry. And right now you can get Renewal by Anderson windows with no money down, no interest, no payments for a full year with approved credit. A full year. Book your free estimate right now at rbarapidcity.com. Renewal by Anderson. This is one of those times in life. It's a no-brainer. We're doing it. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. A wind advisory continues until 6 p.m. this evening. Chance of snow tonight, otherwise cloudy skies expected. Lows dip down to about 18, winds out of the north 10 to 20 miles per hour. Overcast tomorrow, chance of snow high of 37. 17 tomorrow night, partly cloudy. A dusting of snow tonight. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 36. Nothing compares to the giveaways at First Gold Gaming Resort. Our promo hot seat drawings every weekend pay out over $34,000. Saturday night's Lucky 7's drawings award players with another twenty-one grand in cash. On April 30th, the Golden Cash Blast pays out another $12,000 in cash. Plus, First Gold has slot tournaments every Friday and Sunday, totaling $16,000 in prize packages. All told, that's over $80,000 every single month at First Gold Gaming Resort. It's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends someone will come in they'll have a noise under the hood and we'll go out and take a look at it we can determine by the type of noise and usually if we can determine where it's coming from we can direct them to the piece that has failed my name is dick lemke working at servants as long as i have it's definitely become my career when you need someone to help solve the problem start with a servants store near you Fans know some things just go together. Slam dunks and three-pointers, face paint and super fans, game days and tailgates. I'm State Farm agent Scott Carlson, and I know another winning combination, home and auto. Me and my team are here to help life go right when you combine your home and auto insurance, which saves you time and money. So get your home and auto on the same team and score some savings. Call me, State Farm agent Scott Carlson, at 342-0188. 
Everyone knows scratch tickets make great gifts during the holidays. But think about it. Scratch tickets are a perfect pick-me-up for a lot of occasions. Need to thank someone? Give them a scratch. Need to say I'm sorry like you really mean it? Give a scratch. Say congrats to that promotion. New house for your friend's new dog that looks more like a possum than a poodle. You know that thing likes a good scratch. The next time you need a gift that says whatever like you mean it, quit scratching your head and just give them a scratch. Scratch tickets from the South Dakota Lottery. Good fun. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Hey, Rapid City, it's Doug Gottlieb. Join me weekdays from 1 to 4 right here on 106.7 FM and 11.50 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. And now let's get you back to the Nate Brown Show, Rapid City's sports talk show. Hey, welcome back in. On a Thursday, the Nate Brown Show is on the drive at 5, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, summitautogrp.com. You're out the door. It's 5 o'clock. Let's get into it. All right, coming up, Michael Katz covers the SEC live from Mississippi. We're going to talk college football, name, image, and likeness, the statements from Nick Saban, and the whole landscape in recruiting right now. Michael Katz coming up, SEC uh, coverage from Mississippi. Former Packers offensive lineman's on tonight. He's going to join us, Mike Wall, former old lineman for the Green Bay Packers, talking NFL. Packers had a wide receiver today. Mike Wall's on tap. The Nate Brown Show live. Bringing in Jason Andera, high school sports analyst, Midco Sports, Sioux Falls, on Twitter at Andera Midco. Jason, always good to have you. How are you? Doing well. We're, we're experiencing like 30, 40 mile an hour winds, but it's not snowing in Sioux Falls, so <laughs> I'm thankful. We don't feel sorry for you. We've had like 30, 40 mile an hour winds like for three weeks straight. Okay, so yeah, we, don't, we don't feel too yeah. sorry for you. Um, by the way, though, yeah. um, some blizzard out here, northwest. We didn't get hit in Rapid City, but I'll tell you, it's been a little snowy uh, out in these parts. I'm going to ask you about um, the situation here in high school football. I have a question of the day, and I think it's it's something that's that's interesting because people are on both sides of this, and it's a really close vote right now. We have a lot of votes in it. So I brought this up because the football or the board meeting – for the Activities Association, Jason, happened this week. There was a long discussion about football and football scheduling. And so there's been a history on this in the past, and and now I, I bring this up. Should South Dakota go to each school scheduling their own football games as we do in every other sport? Where do you stand? Yeah, that's, that's a good one. Um, you know, they try to have these schedules done with – plenty of time you know before the season starts and and i i think that's the positive of having the activities association do it even though it's a a real pain for them to try to accommodate so many different schools with so many different uh needs in this situation you know in basketball i think or or volleyball for that matter or any other sport i think uh you know it's more work for the individual schools to get that done and it takes a little longer and it's hard harder to schedule different things and I think for football because it's such a once a week event um, you know you've got these bowl games and you've got you know conference championships that the smaller schools do against each other I, I think it works better to have the association do that because it's, it's done in a more timely manner you do okay so you think the association doing the football schedules is right um, some people have expressed this week they said hey like, for example, nine-man schools. There's a 9B school saying, 
Man, our schedule is all over the map. We got to play nine double A. We got to play nine A. We don't even get to play any nine B schools. That's kind of where this is being brought up again. It's like, is the scheduling like that appropriate? Or some of these small schools say, we want to play teams closer to us and closer around us. It, it feels like there's, you know, some people saying our, our schedule doesn't quite reflect what it could be. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that. It's just that every time you accommodate, you know, people in one way, you have to take something away. And, and if you've ever put any kind of a schedule together, um, try putting one together for 150 teams for a high school organization. It's an absolute uh, job to do. So I, it's Irene McConda you're talking about. Yeah, They're the yeah. team that, that 9B, you know, they don't get to play any other 9B schools and they don't get to play Viberg Hurley, which is 10 minutes away from them. Um, I mean, obviously you kind of get that, but you know, if you make a change for them, then all of a sudden somebody else might not have a game that week or somebody might have to travel even further that, uh, you know, they don't want to like Custer has to, I believe, take four trips, um, you know, East river on their schedule this next year. Like it's just so hard to get it right for everybody. I think the best, way to do it is to have a centralized schedule with the activities association and try to accommodate as many schools as possible knowing that you're absolutely never going to get it perfect ever okay um i ask you about this because back in the day teams out here would go and play wyoming okay um we still Mm -hmm. do that a little bit in basketball some of the schedules are, are made and played a little nebraska played a little wyoming basketball Used to do that in football. Some people out here are proponents of that. What do you say about playing out of state in football? I love it. I you do. I think there's oh, I think there's uh, so many geographical geographical challenges with so many different so many different schools, big small schools, small schools. There's geographic challenges for everybody. So if you can expand the number of teams that you can you know included that might match up with you on a competitive level, like, let's do it. I don't, I don't care about regular season, you know, records and balances and all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I think that is a much more positive way to handle it than, um, than other. I, I wish Sioux Falls schools could play uh, Minneapolis schools sometimes or, or suburbs or, or Fargo schools or Omaha schools. I wish, you know, Rapid City could have some more games where, you know, they don't have to travel six hours to go play somebody. I wish, you know, Harding County could could find a few more games closer to them that they don't have to travel so much. I, I think that'd be fantastic. You know, the Activities Association, the way that breaks down, that's not happening, right? I mean, it's all in-state. I mean, it's just it just is. Well, it, it is. What you'd have to do is what you do now is you'd have to take – you'd have to submit what you would like your schedule to be and then have the – have the activities association actually try to make as much of that happen as possible. Um, again, it's an imperfect system, but I I think you know that's probably the best we got. Um, you, you could maybe argue the other point that you know you could make your own schedule and and, uh, and then there's there's a bunch of issues with that as well. I, I just I think for football, like I said, because it's a once a week event, um, scheduling needs to be done. A little bit more orderly, I guess, is what you'd say. I still think you could find a way to play out out of state schools with that with the uh, SDHAA um, giving their blessing to it. 
Jason Anderas on from Sioux Falls Midco Sports High School Sports Analyst talking high school football schedules. They're they're coming out, and some people are saying, ah, we don't like this schedule, we don't like that schedule. And and the state does the schedules. The schools do their all their other schedules for volleyball, basketball, soccer. Um, last one on this. The history was, Jason, I've been told, is when the schools did their own football schedules, you'd have teams that couldn't have games. You'd have teams all of a sudden – Right. Oh, okay, we're we're missing here, and I, I just wonder if we can get it done in other sports. Why why do we miss in football? Well, because because in other sports you can play four days a week or four or five days a week. Where in football you're you know you're kind of limited you know yeah. to that one yeah. game per week, and you you can't just add another game on a Tuesday night with somebody because you both have open schedules um, on a certain weekend. It's just. That's that's why I think football is just a little bit different with that, like I said, once-a-week event that just uh, makes it a challenge for schools to do it themselves. By the way, I'll jump into this topic. Um, Matthew Morse ends up at South Dakota State. You and I talked about that was going to be the uh, probability there, and he ends up there. Matthew Morse at South Dakota State. What do you expect? You know what? I've had a lot of debates on this over the last uh, few weeks. I think... I think he could be – oh, he'll be an all-Summit League type of player. I really do. Um, he does a lot of things well. He might not score as much as like a Mike Dom did when he was with, at SDSU, um, but he will affect the game in a huge way. I, I expect double-digit scoring from him, um, even out of the shoot. And, you know, by the time he's a an upperclassman to be, you know, an all-league type player. Jason Andera tonight from Sioux Falls, Midco Sports, high school sports analyst on Twitter – at Andera Midco. Jason, have a great weekend, man. Thanks a lot. All right. Take care. Appreciate it. Jason Andera hops on talking high school football scheduling and our question of the day, Midco Sports High School Sports Analyst from Sioux Falls. Our question of the day is this. There, there's some people that aren't happy with some of the football schedules. The Activities Association has taken over the football scheduling, Okay. And, and we've talked about Rapid City Central and Stevens, for example, and, and all the trips they have to make back East River. It's it's the nature of the beast, okay? Because you're, you're playing South Dakota opponents, and all of them are back there, okay? So there's a lot of trips back east. I have a question of the day for high school football in South Dakota. Should the schools put together their own schedules? The State Activities Association puts them together. Here's what it is, kind of like the NFL, Okay, <laughs> Roger Goodell. So here, here's the schedule. That's what the Activities Association has done. W- back in the day, the schools used to do it, and you would see Central Stevens playing Wyoming teams, for example. Okay, back in the day. And then the conferences kind of started, the Greater Dakota Conference. You, you had that, and then you started playing some East River. And how about Jason Andera saying, he would like to see some Sioux Falls schools play Minneapolis teams. Do you like that? Do you like that thought there? Because this goes every which way now. It's like, okay, when I ask this question of the day, what's my answer? And I have some thoughts where it's, okay, well, this is good that the state does it. And then on the uh, on another thought I have, well, this might be good if the schools do it. And one thing on on the schools doing it, we do it for every other sport. The schools do it for every other sport. And I know there's more more games, but you would think if you can put a basketball schedule together, you should be able to put a football schedule together, right? 
What's your answer to the question of the day on the football schedules in South Dakota? Do you believe the schools should put their own schedules together? For example, then Rapid City Stevens could play Sturgis for sure. Okay? Rapid City Stevens might want to play Gillette. Would we want to see that? Um, what say you? Thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. It's Kelly. How are you? What's up, Kelly? Hey, I'm good. Uh, uh, first things first, your question of the day, yes. Back in the day, the AD would have the ability to schedule their games. Mm-hmm. I think, yes, the schools should be able to schedule their games, whether it's uh, Sioux Falls School going to Minneapolis, as you suggested, or Rapid City Schools going to Gillette or going wherever. Why? Completely agree. Why? Completely agree. Why? Yeah, why do you like that? Well, because it's the AD. I mean, they know their money, they know their budget, they know their buses, they know everything else. Okay, okay. The, um, no offense, the state of South Dakota doesn't know the travel schedules of everything else. They just assume. The, I mean, the AD knows how much gas it takes to get here, 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 how many buses, everything else. See, and the I argument completely is... completely agree. Okay, the argument is, like a nine-man school back East River, they're not playing a team that's 10 miles away from them. They're, they're not playing... They're in the same class, and they're not playing them. They're 10 miles away from them because the state said, nah, they're not on your schedule. See, and that, that's well, the issue. I No, and I and I hear that, but, yeah. but my my dad, my dad coached in Lake Andy, South Dakota, and Bonesfield, South Dakota, back in the 50s and 60s. He, he was nine-man, 11-man, but he would schedule games where if he was 11, he would schedule a nine-man game because it was close. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. He would, yep, just, yep. he would just make it work. I got you. He would make it work for both teams. Okay. Now, granted, it's not like um, it's not like a college team, FBS, going to an FBS school and getting a half a million dollars. I get that part, but you still get to play. Yeah. I got you. And, and you still get the game. You don't have to travel 600 miles to play the game. Maybe you play your JV, maybe do whatever, but you still get the game in. And and I think in, in the end of the day, everybody's happy because they still got the play. All right, buddy. I appreciate it, Kelly. Good to hear no, from wait, you. Wait, wait. One more. Huh? Oh. One more. Okay. Is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> One more, sir. Sorry. No, no. No. You know what? And this is not going to go very well with the state of South Dakota. But our friend going to Brookings and transferring from Wisconsin, um, I'm not, and I know your Argus leader guy said, oh, he's going to be all summit, whatever. I'm not sure he makes the team. He's a starter. And if he is, I don't think he's going to be more, averaging more than six, seven points a game. I oh. think, I don't, I know, I, I, no, I don't, I, I think FDSU has much better players and, I don't think he, if he gets on the court, God bless him, but I don't think he's top five mm. in any position at FDSU. Mm. Sorry. He's a great player. I, I just watched him in I, high school. He's well, a great player. I know he yeah. was, but guess what? Wisconsin didn't put him on the – and Wisconsin played some freshmen this year, Nate. You know this. Well, but that's so, a real team now. That's a real team now. I, I get it, but he yeah. wasn't a real – but let's be honest. They put a lot of stake in him, and he, they, Wisconsin played three or four freshmen uh, all season long, and he didn't even – he redshirted. So, 
if he's that good, why isn't he playing? That's all right. All right. We shall see. Thanks, buddy. All right. Sorry. Appreciate I don't mean to be no, negative, it's a, Manny. It's all, <laughs> it's all right. As a USC guy, I'm not trying to be yes. negative. Yes, I'm but sure. As I'm a sure. USC guy, I'm just saying. All right. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I appreciate it. Love you, bye. Thanks. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's interesting. By the way, um, really close vote. Really close vote in the Nate Brown Show. Question of the day. Should South Dakota allow the schools to schedule their own high school football games? Really close vote. What's your answer? 720-1067 on the Barrons-Wilson text line. Best place to send it. Here's where we're at. 50% of you say... Well, I, I'm going to break it down this way. 50.4%, 50.4% say, yes, schedule your own games for football. The schools should schedule their own games. 49.6% of you say, no, let the state put the schedules together because the schedules would end up being weak. You, you could have weak schedules. And that's what my guy Matt Kearney says here in studio producer of the Nate Brown Show, Matt Kearney, our high school football expert. You know Kearney. And uh, he says, he was talking, we were talking earlier today, the uh, scheduling your own games, if the schools schedule their own games, you'd end up with maybe some mismatch games, maybe some weaker schedules. Then you'd end up, would you have a real good playoffs because you'd have West River teams that maybe they'd have some cupcake games. They wouldn't go back East River as much, right? No, they probably wouldn't, to be honest, about the cost savings and the whole thing. So people would play each other around here, and then the playoff seeds would be put together, and then what would you have? So our guy Matt Kearney's on the uh, let the state schedule the games. And where do I sit? Where do I sit? I will tell you it's one of my answers, and I also have five questions from Chris. It's a Thursday. Our loyal listener, Chris, sends in questions i've got five of them and i'll give you my answer on if the state should keep scheduling football games next your sports your show this is the nate brown show on 1067 fm and 11:50 a.m fox sports rapid city there are times in life when you just have to say this is a no-brainer and we are doing it and right now is one of those times. Renewal by Anderson makes the best windows you can get. They have more five-star customer reviews than anyone in the industry. And right now you can get Renewal by Anderson windows with no money down, no interest, no payments for a full year with approved credit. A full year. Book your free estimate right now at rbarapidcity.com. Renewal by Anderson. This is one of those times in life. It's a no-brainer. We're doing it. Rapid City, you've heard me talk about 454. Have you been there yet? If you're looking for the best place to have a cold one, they have the best selection by far. 454 downtown with 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries. Bingo night on Tuesdays, a great sports area upstairs, and they bring in live music. 454 has something for everybody, and the food is unbelievable. There's no place like it in the region, and we have it right here in Rapid City. 454 downtown Main Street. KIMM Rapid City and K294BT Rapid City. This is the Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. 
Don't miss the final Rush home games of the regular season. April 13th, the Rush face off against Tulsa at 7.05, presented by Meadowwood Lanes. On April 15th, it's video game and comic book night, presented by Texas Roadhouse. On April 16th, double the family fun with racing and rally night, presented by New Miller Truck and Auto Body. The day kicks off at 3 o'clock with a free pregame car show for all fans in Rushmore Hall. Then the racing and rally game starts at 7.05. Tickets for all games start at just $15. Rapid City Rush, next chapter, same goal. Tickets at RapidCityRush.com. All right, guys, if you need a haircut, the one place I go every time is the Man Salon. And there's a reason for it. They just do the best job. You get a great haircut with your personal stylist. I can watch a game or whatever I want in my own station. Then I get shampoo, hot towel, shoulder massage, all at a great price at the Man Salon. Two convenient locations for you at Rushmore Crossing and on West Main. The Man Salon offers a military discount for active and retired military. For your next appointment, just book at themansalon.net. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show live on a Thursday, the drive at five on Fox Sports Rapid City, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group, summitautogrp.com. Stacy and Matt and their staff getting it done. I'll tell you, the pre-owned selection, really good. They've got some great vehicles right now, summitautogrp.com. Start there before you buy your next pre-owned vehicle and experience the Summit difference. Car buying truly built around you. The right financing, the right vehicle, and the right approach. Michael Katz is on the way, SEC writer, Daily Journal, Mississippi. What's Nick Saban really trying to do with his statements on the state of college football? Michael Katz coming up. Mike Wall's on the way this hour. Former Green Bay Packer offensive lineman Mike Wall straight ahead. Well, five questions from Chris on a Thursday before the Easter break. I like this. Five questions from Chris on the Nate Brown Show. Chris, great listener, sends great questions. I said, hey, man, give me five a week, five a week, and he he hammers it down. And I even see here, I was looking down the list here, he's got an Easter question, an Easter question. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to get to that first. Um, My answer, my answer. Should the state continue to schedule high school football games as they have been? Okay, they took over scheduling. Your vote is really, really close. I mean, people are split. We got 122 votes on this, and people are split right down the middle. If the school should schedule football games like they do for other sports, basketball, volleyball, the list goes on, or if the state should continue to schedule for football. And I'm going to tell you this, okay? I'm going to tell you this. My one concern if the schools take over the scheduling, Will we have some programs that can't find games? That's what happened before. That's what happened back in the day. It was like, well, we got our schedule full. How about you guys? We're looking for three games still. That's a concern. That's a concern. Okay? That's a concern. But can the schools do it like they do for basketball, volleyball, I think so. I think so. Um, and and what you're going to see is if Steve, hey, well, if this happened, if Stevenson Central could schedule their own games, they wouldn't be going back to Sioux Falls four times a year. So so I know that right now. You'd see Steven Central playing Douglas for sure. They'd be playing uh, Pierre. They'd be playing. Sturgis. They'd be playing Spearfish. They'd be playing maybe a Gillette thrown in. So 
do we want to see that where it's like, well, um, you got to play so many AAA schools. That's my issue. So with a with a with a caveat here, you have to have some rules implemented. You have to play a certain number of teams in your own class. You have to have it. You can't just if you're an 11A school, you can't fill it with 11B schools. Okay, if you're 11AA school and you're only going to be able to play so far down a class. So if people say, hey, I want to see Stevenson Central play St. Thomas Moore, that's not happening in football. Can't happen. That's that's too far of a class difference. Basketball, now that's another story. I've been wanting to see that for years. I'll keep pushing that. St. Thomas Moore, Rapid City Central, Stevens. Want to see that in basketball. Football, there's got to be some rules. So I'd be okay with schools scheduling their own games as they do for hoops and volleyball and soccer. But I want I, I got to have some rules because uh, Stevens can't fill out their schedule with anybody and everybody. Ooh, whether we like it or not, there's got to be some Sioux Falls, some Harrisburg, some Brandon Valley. You got to have it. It's going to give you an accurate picture moving forward. I believe. I believe. So so I'm I'm down that like okay the state can do it. I'm okay with it. If the schools took it over, we ended up with a little more geographic favors here, not as much cost, not as much travel. Could we make it work if we play so many teams in our own class? I'd be willing to look at it. I'd be willing to look at it, and I think it's legitimate. Um, Five questions from Chris on a Thursday on the Nate Brown Show. Let's go rapid fire. Here it is. Major League Baseball has said once the A's and Rays stadium issues are resolved, Major League Baseball will go through a major realignment. What do you think that means? Well, that's a good question, Chris. (laughs) Major realignment for Major League Baseball. They're doing all sorts of changes. They're, They're doing all sorts of changes. So, what does that mean? The A's and Rays, if they move the stadium, what, what, you know, if they get a new stadium, if they don't, A's are in trouble. So A's are going to go to Las Vegas, is in my opinion, I think. That's my guess. That's just what an Uber driver told me in Vegas. Eh, you never know about those guys. Um, uh, <laughs> he seemed like a nice guy. Got me to where I needed to go. Um, he said, A's are coming to Vegas. Are you ready? So when this all changes, what's the major realignment? I don't know, and I don't know if it matters, meaning we got all this interleague play, and I guess divisions are important. Would we have a change of divisions? Would we have a change of divisions? Some teams uh, moving a little bit here and there. Would we get rid of the American League slash National League? I think we're on our way there. Why? We got all this interleague play anyway. We got all this interleague play. I I don't want to see the big changes like that. American League gone, National League gone. Um, I don't know the major realignment. How far would Major League Baseball go changing teams around in divisions? I hope not very far. I hope not very far. Five questions from Chris. Number two, do you think the Power Five in college sports will split from the NCAA and form their own governing body? So then they'd have the college football playoff and the basketball tournament. Their own Power Five basketball tournament. I don't think they'll go that far. But I will say the Power Five is going to be a major, major factor because you know why? I do believe they're going to split a little bit in certain ways. You know why? The NCAA Division I Council said yesterday, yesterday, 
hey, we're going to hold off on all of our recommendations. This is the D1 Council. They make all the rules and recommendations. We're going to hold off on our recommendations till we find out what the Transformation Committee's doing. This is the Transformation Committee. You don't label it Transformation Committee at the D1 level if you're not going to make some transformations. And that means I think the big boys in the Power Five are going to be doing their own thing more times than not. The NCAA is losing power as I speak. Um, how about the MVP in the NBA? How about that playoff starting in earnest tomorrow? Who do you think is the MVP in the NBA? I'm going to go homer on you. I will go homer on you. I don't think he might. I don't know. Is he going to go back-to-back? It's going to be hard, but I would give it to him, Nikola Jokic. Nikola Jokic had an unbelievable season. He averaged nearly a triple-double as a big man. I mean, he got a seven-footer shooting threes, 27 points a game, 13 rebounds a game, eight assists a game. I know Joel Embiid says, well, I, I should be the, the MVP, MVP. You look across the statistical categories, and Nikola Jokic beats him. I, I, you got to give it to the Nuggets big man again. I, you got to give it to him again from the numbers. And he didn't have Jamal Murray and the whole thing in Denver. Um, and they're right in the mix in the Western Conference. Five questions from Chris on the Nate Brown Show goes to, do you think there will ever be a successful spring professional football league as the USFL starts up? Saturday. Um, no. <laughs> I was, we were just discussing this off the air. They've tried everything. The XFL's coming back. Did you know that? This is like the, the fourth version. Is this the fourth version of the XFL? Third version? Okay. I'm losing track. Matt Kearney's all over this for me. He wants a spring football league to happen. I'm telling you, he's in on this. You remember the AAF? Yeah, XFL. It's a mess. Now you got the USFL. Did you even know it started Saturday? No, it's never going to happen. I said that. NFL is king. It's king all year long. There will never be a professional football league that is successful in the spring. There will never say never. There will never be a a professional league football successful in the spring. Not going to happen. And last but not least, five questions from Chris on a Thursday before Easter. What's on your Easter dinner plate? He said, are you going with ham or turkey? Chris, I've went with ham. I've went with turkey over the years. It's not great. It's not a great choice. You know what I got in my fridge right now? You know what I got ready to go? Prime rib. Prime rib. Try it. Try it. It's excellent. Excellent. Prime rib Easter Sunday for me. Coming right back with Michael Katz, SEC writer from Mississippi, the Daily Journal on the way. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. Remember to follow us on Twitter at Nate Brown Show and like us on Facebook by searching Fox Sports Rapid City. There are times in life when you just have to say this is a no-brainer and we are doing it. And right now is one of those times. Renewal by Anderson makes the best windows you can get. They have more five-star customer reviews than anyone in the industry. And right now you can get Renewal by Anderson windows with no money down, no interest, no payments for a full year with approved credit. A full year. Book your free estimate right now at rbarapidcity.com. Renewal by Anderson. This is one of those times in life. It's a no-brainer. We're doing it. 
Hi folks, Kevin McPherson, McPherson Auction Company, on today's online-only auction for the Jim Lamar Estate, featuring a 2010 29.5-foot fifth-wheel camper, features three slide-outs, camper's in very nice condition. We also have two Titan gooseneck flatbed trailers, small utility diesel tractor with a loader, household items, collectibles, guns and ammo, and much more, approximately 400 lots, selling today's online auction. For more details and to bid and buy, go to McPhersonAuction.com. Cadillac Jack's Gaming Resort is the place to stay and play in Deadwood. How about this? Bet on the game, watch the game, and play your favorite table game. You can do it all at Cadillac Jack's with BetMGM. From roulette to craps to blackjack, they have TVs all around. You won't miss a second of the game. Make your plans now to stay and play in Deadwood with Cadillac Jack's and BetMGM. Everything you want in one place. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. Wow, busy show tonight. Busy show. Good stuff. Thanks for being here. If you missed the first hour, we had quality guests there. Sean Callahan talked Huskers. Gave us some really good insight there on the Huskers. Sean Callahan live from Omaha. Husker Online. Had Heath Bell on. Three-time All-Star Major League Baseball closer for the Padres. 2009 NFL National League saves leader. Heath Bell back in the day joined us talking Major League Baseball. And we continue with... Mike Wall coming up, former Green Bay Packers offensive lineman, talking NFL, Packers, and more. Mike Wall on tap. First, another Michael. Yeah, this is the original Michael Katz. Michael Katz covers Ole Miss, the SEC Daily Journal, live from Mississippi. Let's talk SEC football and some Nick Saban comments here. Find him on Twitter at Michael L. Katz. Michael, good to have you. How are you? Man, I don't think I can compete with Heath Bell. I remember him. He was really good. <laughs> I know that. I was like, hey, we got Heath Bell on tonight. It's solid, solid. Um, let me ask you about this this situation down at the SEC. I want to – you've been covering Ole Miss. You've been covering Lane Kiffin. And Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin, you know, have a relationship, obviously. And Lane Kiffin talked early about name, image, and likeness saying – Hey, there's there's no guardrails here. I mean, this is free agency. There, everybody can go anywhere in the transfer portal, and anybody can get any money. Um, he says it's not it's not bad. I'm not against the players making money, but it's kind of tough um, with this free agency style. No salary cap, the whole thing, like the NFL. Well, Nick Saban now says the same thing this week. Um, what do you think these coaches are getting at? Well, I mean, I, I think. Uh, <laughs> there is uh, obviously, you know, it, it, it is what it is for college football, and I think that 
you know, I think Saban and, and, and Lane are embracing it to an extent. But they are kind of, you know, when, when Saban says something like that, I think people listen because, you know, the last time he said something, I believe it was about the spread offenses, and it was like, do you want college football to be like this? And then they went and ran the spread offense and started, <laughs> you know, averaging 45 points a game. So it's like when Nick Saban says something like this, you know, it's just a warning, like he's going to pick up on it and do it. Uh, but, you know, I, I think a lot of the chatter goes back to Texas A&M. That's kind of been the hot topic uh, around college football and the SEC just in terms of, of, of their recruiting class. And a lot of people have kind of said that, you know, the reason that it's happening is because of NIL and, and, and Jimbo Fisher has fired back on that. And, you know, Lane has made jokes and said, you know, they should have to pay a luxury tax and, and things like that. And so I, I think it's, you know, Lane said something really interesting um, a couple weeks ago and, and when he was asked about an IL again, and he's always been very outspoken about that. It's one of the things he does like to talk about. And he said, basically, you know, if, 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 people, if adults are choosing jobs for money, why wouldn't the kid do that? And it's, it's, mm. it's dumb and, and asinine to think that kids are doing otherwise. Because like, who wouldn't? And so I, I think it's – Lane is very realistic about this, and I think he's trying to get – people to realize like this is what it is going to be okay nick saban said part of this interview this week um whoever pays the players the most is going to have the best chance to have the best team i mean there's some psychology behind this i, I know what nick saban's doing i i think um but do you agree with that i asked that to my audience today does money guarantee hey this is the best team I mean, you know, the way I look at it is like, if Alabama has the most money, Alabama's going to be the best team. But even if they don't, Alabama's still probably going to be the best team. Uh, Because I think they're, you know what I mean? Like, they're going to figure it out. And I think those really good programs are going to be okay. But I think when you kind of start going down the list of like, you know, maybe um, lesser known programs or smaller, maybe not as, you know, high profile as Bama and Clemson and Ohio State and all that stuff, I think it's when those, you know, players who might have gone to Alabama first because let's be honest those places are going to have the most money um it, it's it's that's that's not going to be the problem for Alabama or Texas or or any of these schools but you know say uh, another school you know Texas Tech for instance jumps in and they have a booster funding and maybe they get that player and so I think you're kind of I think it's going to be interesting to kind of see if in you know I kind of you know there, there was you know, the whole Deion Sanders thing uh, a few months ago where, you know, people thought that they got the top recruit in the country because of NIL, and, and he fought back on that. And, uh, you know, I don't think we ever really got an answer on that. Um, but, you know, maybe you start to see kids go to different programs. And, and I, I think that's, you know, I think there is I think there is a worry that, yeah, it's going to be free agency and all teams are going to go to the, to the best place. But, I mean, if you look at free agency uh, in the NFL or anywhere – it's not guys always going to like the Yankees or the Dodgers. It's, yeah, it's yeah. you know, you know it, it's Manny Machado taking three hundred million or whatever it was with the Padres because they had the best deal for him. So I think you might get situations like that. How about Ole Miss? Um, I just saw the story. All these schools are starting collectives, so this is like their own way. They can't be in charge of it, but a, a separate organization where hey, we're going to drive revenue in here. We're going to take care of some sponsorships, and, and teams are doing this. Penn State, um, Florida, Virginia Tech just got going, Nebraska. I mean, it's a long list. Can Ole Miss compete with money with the SEC 
big boys? I, I think that's what's ultimately going to be the question here because right now Ole Miss is, is killing the transfer portal, right? I mean, they've got a, a top-ranked class by everyone. You know, uh, every ranking has them as, as either one or two. But as this thing sort of progresses, you know, we're still kind of in like the experimental period where, you know, this is all kind of firsts for, for everybody. And so, you know, as, as it goes, do those transfers all start following the money? And if that's the case, you know, let's, let's be realistic. Ole Miss isn't going to be able to generally compete with the places like Alabama um, because that's just kind of the way it is. And I think Ole Miss understands that. And so, I think it's sort of, I think it's finding the right opportunities for for for, for players. Um, you know, it's it is different when you know Oxford is a, it's a small community, and I, you have to kind of find ways to to sort of you know get sponsorships for players in in, in a smaller you know kind of college town um, when there maybe isn't as as much booster uh, you know support as as there is at a place like Alabama. And not to say that there isn't booster support at Ole Miss, there obviously is, but. It's a little bit of a different level at, at places like like Alabama. I, I, I think it's it, 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 it's it's really a fascinating sort of time in, in college sports. The sort of with the transfer portal and NIL happening kind of simultaneously. No it, doubt, it, it is, it's really going to be interesting to see how this whole thing ends up. I I don't see how it can keep going, quote unquote, unregulated because I think it, you know the the, the dam is going to break eventually. But I don't know when it's going to. Yeah. I, I said this is wild right now. I'm intrigued by it. Uh, Michael Katz is on, covers Ole Miss and the SEC Daily Journal, djjournal.com. Find him on Twitter at Michael L. Katz. ESPN Football Power Index came out. This uh, They say, okay, here, we, we run through it. We go scientifically, and we give you the projections of how many games teams are going to win. The number one team in the country, the ESPN's FBI, is Alabama. You buying it? I mean, I, I, you know, I, I've been doing this for a decade, where I'm like, ah, nah, they're done, and then they go out and win like three more. Uh, so I'm, I'm never counting. And plus, you know, <laughs> I think they have the best player in college football, and it's not Bryce Young. I think Will Anderson is the best player in college football. Their defensive mm, end. Mm. Um, I think it was a shame. And Bryce Young is is amazing. He's the best quarterback in the country. But I think the best player in the country is is it was Will Anderson. I, I, I was kind of shocked he wasn't a Heisman. Uh, finalists this past year with all the, you know, focus on defensive ends and whatnot. But, uh, you know, that it's like they lose a bunch of guys and they just reload. It, it almost doesn't really matter, like, who's there. They've just got such a culture and system in place. It's, you know, as, as we saw, you know, they're not invincible. This was not one of the better Alabama teams. I think that was pretty obvious with, you know, them losing to A&M and then them falling to, uh, to George in the title game. Uh, but, you know, they're always going to be in the hunt. Uh, if if I was a betting man, I think you know picking them to play off would be a pretty uh, would be a pretty safe bet. I'll tell you, Texas A&M, who got that big class. I mean, it's a, they're they're freshmen now. They're not in the top ten in uh, ESPN's preseason uh, power index. Texas A&M not in the top ten, but Texas is up to number six. Really, really interesting. Michael Katz on tonight. Um, SEC Ole Miss. Find him there on Twitter at Michael L. Katz. Follow him. Michael, always good to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you, man. Good to talk to you. Appreciate the time. Michael Katz tonight, Daily Journal, live from Mississippi. Michael L. Katz on Twitter here on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Coming right back on a busy Thursday with Mike Wall, Packers offensive lineman. 
Yeah, Brett Favre in the days, and now Aaron Rodgers. Is he going to have a new weapon in Green Bay? They picked up a wide receiver today. We'll talk on that and more with Mike Wall next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Physical therapy, athletic training, and sports science all at one place. Physio in Rapid City. Dr. Dan Jensen and his team at Physio are ready to help you perform at your best. From the youth athlete to the active adult, trust the team at Physio. Physio offers the skilled, personalized approach to physical therapy and athletic training. Building the best athletes in the Black Hills as the official strength and conditioning provider for Stevens, Central, and the Rapid City Rush. Learn more at bhphysio.com. Honda True. Discover three tiers of vehicle coverage that work for you. Only at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. The inspection is just the beginning. Honda certified pre-owned means peace of mind with incredible benefits like seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange option. Check out all the benefits and search inventory at honda-true.com or come by Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda in Rapid City. Baseball and hot dogs, they go together like front porches and rocking chairs. And with Village Hearth Buns, you don't have to go to your local ballpark to enjoy a really good hot dog. Just grill up a package of quality Franks and serve with your favorite toppings on a Village Hearth Bun. They're the same delicious buns served at baseball stadiums throughout the Midwest. Village Hearth Buns, baking our best for you. We are back on the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Catch the podcast tonight. Some great listens this week. Some great guests across the board this week. We're going to take off tomorrow for the Easter break. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Okay, the Nate Brown Show podcast will be up tonight, though, featuring some great guests, including Mike Wall tonight, former Packers offensive lineman, ProcessToPerform.com, his site and company. And find him on Twitter at MikeWall68. I wanted to talk NFL before we get rolling into the Easter weekend. Mike, thanks for hopping on. I appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing great. Just uh, watching some soccer today and uh, enjoying life. Thanks I like it. On. I like it. I'm going to be watching soccer very soon. Very soon. Um, let me ask you about this, this new pickup. You're a Packers guy, so I'll start Packers. Sammy Watkins comes in, not the same Sammy Watkins that we've seen. What do you say about the wide receiver coming to the Packers? Well, listen, he's been hampered by injuries for, I mean, gosh, it seems like forever. When he came out, when, I remember when he was playing in Buffalo, just a, a young receiver with a lot of promise. Injuries have, has, have settled down, maybe the expectations for him a little bit. But this is one of those guys that you can bring in, you, know, you don't pay a lot of money for, and he's all of a sudden playing with the best quarterback in the league. Maybe he has a healthy year. He kind of returns to form. And, you know, he, he could be a really good find for us, certainly. I know they wanted to bring in a veteran guy so that fills that role, and it's just a question of keeping him healthy. Do you believe the Packers have some concern at wide receiver? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Short, short answer, yes. And, and not only do they have a concern, even if they draft some guys, they still, you know, we do have, we have Lazard. We have Pop. Now we, now we have Watkins. Uh, Tunyon's back at the tight end position. Mercedes Lewis. We have two great running backs. We have weapons, but we don't have that name that you're just going, oh, they have to double this guy. Just, I mean, Devontae Adams, they, they had to worry about Devontae Adams every single snap. I mean, you saw what Baltimore did to us. So we just don't have that. We might not have – in fact, we're not going to have that this year. Let's just call it what it is, right, unless they, they end up getting DK or something. But we're not going to have that guy. So we can do this by committee. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league. 
he can make the committee work, especially when you have Cobb coming back. Hopefully he's healthy. Another veteran of Watkins, Lazard, is taking great strides. So I don't think Packer fans are necessarily upset by the situation right now. But the more we can pack in, especially a guy who can take the top off. We lost MBS. We can take the top off with, with the, one of these young receivers or you know, somebody to fill that role. I think it would really help. Do you think the Packers should get a wide receiver early in the draft? You know, they haven't done that since uh, my, my teammate Javon Walker, I think back in 2000, 2002. Um, you know, there's certainly it's, it looks like wide receivers are, are, are abundant in this draft, talented ones. If they do end up doing that, I think that's great. However, you know, you always have to think about the sporting IQ of a young player, and, and it, does that match up with the expectations that a guy like Aaron Rodgers is going to have for a player at that position? Um, that's why I think veteran guys just right now, listen, I think you should still draft a guy. If it's first round, second round, third round, fifth round, you need to draft talented players regardless. But I think when you're thinking about winning right now, I don't know if there's a Jamar Chase sitting at the six that we have that can just come in and dominate. And so, you know, bringing these these veteran guys, I think, is maybe more important than trying to hit on a rookie in draft pick. Former offensive lineman for the Pack, uh, Mike Wall is on tonight. Um, had a great podcast out there. Find him on uh, Twitter at MikeWall68. The site, processtoperform.com, had Runyon on uh, the other day. That was interesting. Um, speaking of the mental side of football or sports, you guys get into this. So I want to ask your opinion on Baker Mayfield. He says he got disrespected. He says he went through all sorts of coordinators, four different head coaches. They told him one thing and did another. He played through an injury. Um, and, then the, and then the Browns essentially bail on him here. Who's right here? I don't know there's a right or wrong, uh, Nate. You know, certainly there's some things that are said behind closed doors that we're not privy to. I would say this. You know, I, I was always a big Baker Mayfield fan. Um, he he sets himself up for scrutiny because he does so many progressive commercials, right? And, and it's like, especially from a player's standpoint, he hasn't made it yet. So he's got a little bit too much going on for him not to have made it yet. But I will say this. When, when, I, see, when I see Baker Mayfield's situation... And look, Deshaun Watson uh, Watson's a, a top five quarterback in the National Football League. If you can upgrade that position, you're going to. But what does happen, and this is kind of a warning for all young players out there, your agents are telling you not to play injured because you don't want to put bad tape out. And we think that the team's going to say, okay, I, I realize that you know Baker's playing injured for us right now. He's trying to be a warrior and help the team out. But three months later, when personnel's going through that tape, they don't remember how much pain he was in. They don't remember how restrictive that harness was. And they just see a guy who's not producing, and they go, okay, we need to go find another guy. right? And, and that happens a lot in the National Football League. So I don't think there's a right or wrong. It's just kind of a word of caution to, to guys. And when you think about playing injured and all you're doing for the team is helping your, your guys out, these things can happen. Yeah, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's an interesting deal. I don't know where Baker ends up. We shall see. Um, speaking of that quarterback that's at Cleveland, Mike, Deshaun Watson gets a guaranteed contract, and it's the biggest one ever. So you played in the league. You're probably sitting here going, man, where was that guaranteed stuff as an old lineman? Um, so there's a president of the Players Association now wrote a letter to the league and said, this should be a turning point. We should be like the NBA, Major League Baseball. We need guaranteed contracts. How, how far is that going to go? Well, I think it's a decade away, right, because they have nine more years on this, on this uh, collective bargaining agreement. And, you know, one of the big problems is 
they have to put money in escrow for all the guaranteed money that they have after year two. Yeah. So owners have to put that. So it, it's just not going to happen. Um, you know, it's funny how incentives align, though, if you, if you kind of think about this big picture. We always talk about, you hear about the media, from media, from coaching staff, from personnel guys, hey, we, we want to build this, you know, we're all about the team, we're all about the team, we're all about the team. And athletes, essentially, because they, especially in the NFL, because they don't have guaranteed contracts, they are little athlete entrepreneurs. They have to put out the absolute best product possible or they're going to get cut. If their cap number gets too high, if, they don't, if the team doesn't feel like they're performing. So the incentives aren't necessarily aligned, for example, to stay, you know, Aaron Rodgers right now is going to be in um, off-season training in, in Green Bay. He's going to go stay in California and work with his guys. And there was, there was a little bit of disrupt. You know, the media was a little bit, you know, is, is that a good thing or not? But what happens, Nate, is for, for the most part with most of these guys, if they don't put out a product, they're going to get cut. And so you think about how much we would align incentives if the teams would guarantee contracts with players. Because now they're saying, hey, we're going to pay you regardless. You're here. You're going to do exactly you – know, you're going to be part of our ecosystem. You're going to develop under our guys. You're not going to have to go outside and find anybody else because you can trust that we're going to we've, – we've invested this five-year, $100 million deal on you. We're guaranteeing that money. We're going to do everything we can to make you the best version of yourself, and you can, you can rest assured that we're not going to get rid of you. You don't need to go out anywhere. Uh, you don't need to go outside to look somewhere else to, to continue to develop. So – I like it from the idea of aligning incentives. I just think we're a long ways away. Yeah, I got you on it. Um, it's, a, it's a big thing in the NFL, guaranteed contracts. We've only seen some, uh, not very many. Mike Wall on tonight, processtoperform.com. Find him on Twitter at MikeWall68, former Packers O-lineman. Mike, have a great weekend. Thanks for the time. Hey, thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, Mike Wall on the Nate Brown Show tonight, Fox Sports Rapid City. Find his podcast there. Does one with Amon Green, a former teammate of his at Green Bay. Process to perform.com, former Packers O-lineman. Uh, the Packers try to try to get wide receivers. It's like uh, Sammy Watkins today. I'm not picking on anybody, but Sammy Watkins. And, and you got Randall Cobb and Lazard's fine. Lazard's fine, but I, I'm not too scared of the uh, Packers weaponry. Not too scared of the Packers' weaponry. It's going to be really interesting to see how good is Aaron Rodgers. How good is Aaron Rodgers? I think we're going to find out here. I think we're going to find out who's hot and who's not on the Nate Brown Show next. We wrap up the Thursday show with really good stuff here. Don't miss this, okay? So this is how name, image, and likeness money is supposed to work. So when I stick up for name, image, and likeness and and athletes get money, this team is going to capitalize big time as they get ready to go on a statewide tour. I'm okay with it. That's next. And uh, an NFL player just bought a house for $25 million, the biggest purchase in this city this year. Oh, who is it next? The Nate Brown Show. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street, Rapid City.
Here at Pizza Ranch, we appreciate innovations in food delivery, like how the ancient Italians used to slingshot hot meals to hungry Romans on the go. And while we appreciate the creativity, it turned out to be, well, a little messy. So we found a better way to bring you our legendary pizza, the country's best chicken, and our one-of-a-kind cactus bread. Just place your order online, on the phone, or on our app, and then pick it up or have it delivered right to your door. All nicely packaged in clean, sturdy, non-flying boxes. No catching necessary. Pizza Ranch. Mmm-mmm. I'm telling you what, it's been a fun day, fun show today. Thanks for being a part of it. If you miss parts of this show, we had Major League Baseball player on Heath Bell, three-time All-Star, Mike Wall, Packers O-lineman just now, talked some high school football, talked Huskers, good stuff tonight. The Nate Brown Show podcast will be out there for when you can listen on your own time. Download it where you find your podcast, the Nate Brown Show podcast, readily available where you download your podcast. It'll be up there tonight. We are live. With Who's Hot and Who's Not, brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. All the buffet open and ready, I'll tell you, till 8. It's 11 to 8 every day at the Pizza Ranch Buffet. And i got to tell you as well, you're going to be cooking and stuff for Easter. So why not take a couple of days off, go to the Pizza Ranch with the family, friends. Hit the Pizza Ranch, two locations in Rapid City. In my Who's Hot category, now this is how name, image, and likeness is supposed to work. We shouldn't be stopping guys from making money off this stuff. And they're not. They're going to do their own statewide tour. They're going to be calling it uh, the barnstorm, <laughs> the barnstorming tour. And who is it? The Kansas Jayhawks. So the Jayhawks win the NCAA Men's Basketball Championship, and now the university and the team they say now they're going to go city by city. Basically, they're setting up autograph sessions. They're setting up sponsor events so you can come and celebrate the Jayhawks. And guess who's going to get the money? Guess who's going to get the money? The players. The players. I'm okay with it. I like it, as a matter of fact. Never would see that back in the day. Yeah, they'd make them go. Oh, hey, we're going to do the statewide tour. And Oh, yeah, well, they get nothing. And now when they sign autographs and do some of that stuff, sponsorship appearances, the whole thing, the players are going to get the money. And I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of programs don't do this. Let's say Alabama wins the national title. Do the Alabama Championship Tour? I think it's something uh, that name, image, and likeness rights uh, should be all about. And Kansas is going to start it off as they go statewide. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, I put it in my Who's Not Why. I don't know what this house looks like. You tell me, but he just bought the most expensive house in the city of Denver this year. And it is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. And as a matter of fact, not just this year, it's the it's the most expensive as he put money down on this ever in metropolitan Denver. In metropolitan Denver. Russell Wilson just made a record purchase today, bought a $25 million mansion in Cherry Hills. You know Cherry Hills, Cherry Hills Village. Very nice. So Russ is going to be living right in Denver, $25 million. He's trying to sell his mansion in Seattle for $36 million. Trying to sell that for $36 million. He gets more space in Denver. Here's what it is. And this is why it's in my who's not. He's, his house is 20,060 square feet. Okay? 20,060 square feet. And you know what it is? Four bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. What, <laughs> what are we doing, Russ? I mean, who, 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 who built that house? I, I got four bedrooms and I got 12 bathrooms? What's going on? Uh, give me a little more space. 
That's not a bathroom. Just give me an extra bedroom, Russ. You may want to grow the family. $25 million and I get four bedrooms, but I get 12 bathrooms? Russell Wilson, most expensive house in metropolitan Denver right now. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Um, we're back next week. Have a great Easter. Happy Easter to you. Catch the Nate Brown Show podcast. It'll be up tonight. We'll be back next week better than ever. Thanks to thanks for listening. We'll be back here, and I'd send you to the odd couple right now.